You're listening to the Hotter on Top podcast, hosted by me, Becca Kavanaugh. This podcast is for the woman that wants it all, the thriving business, the passionate love life, and the embodied inner radiance to have and hold it all with ease and pleasure. Every week, I will be giving you the behind the scenes on how you can run your own successful business without sacrificing your pleasure or spiraling into burnout. These tools and teachings are what I have used to accelerate my growth in the online space and go from working multiple jobs, hustling 12 hours a day, you name it, to channeling my genius into a potent business that gives me the freedom and flexibility to work whenever and however the fuck I want. Now I mentor my clients to carve out their own unique space in the industry and make a massive impact and income by being their most bold and turned on selves. Think of this podcast as your dose of deep business and personal development that will leave you with the juice and confidence you need to start taking action on your desires right fucking now. My goal for this podcast is to have you feeling turned on to create your own version of a pleasure-based business and tap into your deepest desires by unapologetically asking for what you want. Because I believe women feel hotter when they are on top. Hello, 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 sexy souls, and welcome back to the podcast, and happy new year. Um, So today's going to be a little bit different, but also not, (laughs) but today we're talking about my year in review, so I'm going to be sharing with you some of my own reflections, kind of my own breakthroughs, and the things I struggled with and the things I did well this year that I felt, and sharing all of that with you to hopefully have some clicks and some breakthroughs in your own life, as well as some of the things I want to share with you on how you can start to really start on the right foot for 2022. If you're anything like me, I love the new year. I love the new year energy. And last year I did a year in review podcast episode where I mainly talked about kind of my journey on closing up shop with doing hair and all of those things. So if you want to listen to that, I'll link that down in the show notes for you to give it a listen. But last year, you guys told me how much you loved that episode and how much value you got from it, from my me just being personal and sharing all the things. So thank you for all that. So I figured we can make it a tradition. We can do a year in review every year because I love the new year. It's it's something, and I, I don't care. I don't fucking care how cliche it sounds. I love the new year. I love the new year energy. I'm not going to make myself wrong for that. I can also identify and acknowledge that time is um, a construct that we've created, but also I can enjoy that construct a little bit, right? So um, the new year is something I love. And so yeah, let's get into it. Um, Before we actually do that though, I want to remind you that the Lost to Leader Launch Method Masterclass is still available to watch for free until the 11th of January. After the 11th, it's going to be vaulted and going to be only accessible to those of you that are already inside Baby Biz Bitch, which if you don't know, that's a self-paced course on my guide on how you can start to build your own business, your own pleasure-based business. So if you have access to that or want access to that, link is down in the show notes for you to access that, but it is in your bonuses if you are inside BBB. 
And if you're not inside BBB, you can still take advantage of the masterclass until the 11th. So make sure that you watch that and get in all the juicy goodness. If you have a love-hate relationship with launching or have no idea how to launch or anything like that, this masterclass will be for you. It's 50 minutes. You get instant access to it. You get to watch replays of it and all the things. So links are down in the show notes. Okay, so let's dive in. So this past year was definitely challenging. (laughs) It was definitely hard. And I don't think that, like, I didn't expect it to be like this. I think I started off the year with a lot of high hopes, but like nothing to back it up with. And that's kind of how my year played out. Um, I had a lot of moments of just struggle and hardship and a lot of things happening in my personal life as well. And there were a lot of moments of, I would say growth, but in the grounded sense, not so much in the growth that we're seeing this like exponential growth or like really fast, rapid growth or anything like that. It was more so in the sense of this grounded essence of this growth. And I think as hard as this year was, it was also a very necessary year to have. There were a lot of things that I personally had to move through in order to really set my business up for success, right? And and sustainability and doing it in a way that was going to be aligned with me. And as you know, that process just takes time and it takes time to really just let it all unfold. And the more you kind of work at these, you know, personal kind of moments, the more things kind of become clearer and clearer and clearer. And what I really had to do this year was trust that, like trust that, the more work that I was doing or, you know, not even the more work, but just like even sitting in these processes or sitting in these very uncomfortable moments in business were really beneficial to me long-term. And so I think it was, when I started out the year, I was very so much like, I'm going to hit this income goal. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. But I had no systems put in place. (laughs) I had nothing but in place to actually support that vision. I was like, I'm just going to get that and it's going to be what it's going to be, right? And so I think um, this year I had to really learn what it was going to take to actually hit those goals. Um, And newsflash or spoiler alert or whatever, I didn't hit the income goal I had set for myself, right? And so this this kind of embodiment of being a business owner, being an entrepreneur, a coach, whatever, working for yourself in some capacity, I think there's some level of being able to hold disappointment while also still striving for more or still being able to have that belief in yourself and the things that you're seeing and really being able to kind of open your perceptions around what growth actually means in your business. I think it would have been really easy for me to go throughout this year and go, oh my God, I put in so much work. I did so many things and like, I didn't get the result that I wanted. And so it's almost this, and it's so easy. It would have been so easy for me to just look at that and be like, I'm throwing in the towel. I'm done. I gave myself a whole year of this and it's not working. I think it would be really easy for me to go, it's not working because I didn't necessarily get the ideal goal. But being able to kind of zoom out and look at all the ways of like, oh, 
I could have done this differently, or I could have been clear around this, or also just like, I really need to hold a lot of emotions this year. There was so much. And I think that not just with the pandemic, not just with like this collective uncertainty that we're really holding right now, not just like, and I will say trauma because like, this is traumatic what we're going through as a collective, but also it's traumatic, like kind of you know, even though I was able to kind of move industries, I was able to kind of, you know, make make lemonade out of lemons, I guess. Like, even though I was able to kind of pursue something differently, I still lost my business a couple years ago. And I think, or now, you know, a year ago. And I think it's one of those things of like, I still had a lot of moments throughout this whole process that I just had to grieve. I had to let myself grieve the income that I had lost that year. I had to let myself grieve like these moments of just uncertainty and like feelings of, you know, almost resentment towards myself. And I had to forgive myself for like these moments and going like, bitch, like you were just trying to survive. Like you were just trying to figure it out. Like there was so much going on and like you can't kind of put this very unrealistic expectation on yourself, right? And so that kind of comes back to that growth can look like so many different things and kind of reshaping or expanding your view on what growth can look like, I think is what will maximize your results, right? Because the moment I kind of took the timeline off, the moment I kind of took the pressure off of myself of like, okay, I need to hit this income goal this year. I need to have my business to be looking like this and blah, blah, blah. Like the moment I kind of released some of those expectations and pressure on myself, that's when things started getting clearer and clearer and clearer, right? Because I wasn't trying to just like limit myself into this one box And being like, okay, this is what success looks like. And so this is what I have to be. And this is what I have to do. And blah, 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 right? And so instead, I was just like, you know what? Like, I probably won't hit my income goal this year. And that doesn't mean anything. That doesn't mean anything about my future. That doesn't mean anything about how good I am as a coach and how much value I bring. It has nothing to do with that. It's just a number. It's just a number. And I bring up income goals a lot because I think that was the biggest thing I was really attached to at the beginning of last year. And I still am a little bit attached to this year, but I have a plan around it. And so that's kind of the difference of embodiment. Like I feel much more grounded, again, going back to this grounded growth, because I was able to implement so many systems into my business that were necessary. They were hard and I had to like go through some trial and error and like going through those kind of like expansion and contraction moments is very uncomfortable, right? Because you're still trying to like figure out who you are. You're still trying to figure out like where you belong. And I think it would be easy to look at on paper and not be like, oh, I didn't really have the growth that I desired. But also like I got so much from that and it set me up to kind of have a strategy and plan for this year to make it happen. And even if I don't make it happen, like there's still this level of detachment of like, I still might not hit my goals. (laughs) I still might not hit my goals. But also I know that all of these things are possible. I know it because I can see it on paper. I can see the strategy. I can see how the things that I did last year really set me up for success this year and X, Y, and Z. 
So that's kind of like some sharing that I want to, like some reflection that I have from this past year. And I think one of the biggest things was like, no matter what, like, I really just had to keep coming back to trusting myself, like trusting this vision and trusting that like I was on the right path, even if it didn't feel good all the time. Because again, I think that when we think about pleasure-based business, we think everything has to feel good all the time. And if you're ever uncomfortable, then that is a sign that you're not in pleasure. That's a sign that you need to, you know, change or pivot. But like, Sometimes the uncomfortability or the discomfort is actually inviting you to step into a different embodiment that may bring you more pleasure, right? Because there's many times in your business that are fucking uncomfortable and not necessarily pleasure first approaches, but you know, in the long term, it's more like sustainable pleasure instead of a quick fix pleasure. So, like a quick fix pleasure or not even like a fully embodied pleasure is kind of staying in your comfort zone is watching Netflix instead of, you know, doing what you know you need to do in your business first and then go watching the Netflix. Like it's kind of more avoidant. It's more passive, but then there's the pleasure that's like, no, I feel accomplished. I feel revitalized. I feel good in what I'm doing. And now I can actually be in pleasure because I've put in these systems first. I've checked off the boxes first, or I've done the embodiment practices first. And now I can fully just like rejuvenate in this pleasure, in this embodiment of pleasure. So that is kind of the reflection I had to take this year. And there were a lot of, I will say, like there's a lot of bad habits that I had last year. And I think it was, it really started when 2020 hit because that was when I had kind of taken on some habits that I didn't necessarily enjoy. And maybe you have this as well. Took on some habits during this time of 2020 where work was uncertain, where things were kind of up in the air, where I didn't really have a set goal in mind. It was just kind of this weird waiting period of like, am I going to be able to go back to work? Am I going to be able, like, before I had to really make the hard decisions, I just got to sit in it. I was able to sit in it and I kind of did have that privilege, right? I had that privilege to sit in it. But on the other hand, it created some bad habits that I kind of carried on into 2021, which again, not making myself bad or wrong for it. Because again, I think those were just survival things. Like it was, it was keeping my body in comfort in some form of survival as we went throughout this like really collective trauma and that we're still continuing to go through. And that's why it may feel like sometimes you're kind of like trudging through the mud of (laughs) this, you know, life and like make things maybe feel a lot harder right now, you know? And so I created like a lot of habits in 2020 that I carried into 2021 and I, towards the end of 2021, I was like, why am I doing this? I can't keep doing this. Like these are just they're not good for me. Like they're making me feel so depleted. They're making me feel not good. And they're making me feel like I don't, you know, necessarily like that about myself. And so I had to really take a hard look and I'm still kind of retraining because habits die hard. Let me tell you, patterns die hard. And I think that these patterns and habits I've had for a while, but they're now they're just gotten to a head where it's like, 
I can't keep moving forward like this. And so I've kind of hit my rock bottom of habit building, (laughs) you know, and now I'm like, okay, how am I going to replace those habits? How am I going to move forward into 2022 by releasing some of these habits? And what's great is that, again, because time is a construct, I've actually been doing this work a lot before the new year has hit. So I actually feel very confident going into this new year that I'm going to be able to achieve my goals. And even if I don't achieve my goals or take on new habits, or do any of those things, I know that I have all the tools and resources and things put in place to hold all of that. I know that I have all the resources I need to move forward with a new habit. And that's kind of like um, something that I recognized that I felt that I did well this past year was that I invested in a coach, right? And I absolutely, I invested in her twice. So I've been working with her for almost a year at this point, which is really amazing. It'll be over a year by the time our time is done. And it's so cool because now I'm actually seeing the movement happen. And I think what we often do, and this is from my clients as well, what I've been seeing with my own clients is that six months, like we really overestimate how much we could do in like six months, but then we underestimate how much change we can make in a year. And so (laughs) that's why I'm really debating. I I, like, I've been really thinking about possibly restructuring some of my one-on-one packages on being more of a nine month or possibly even a 12 month container. And that might sound insane to you, but no matter what, I, almost every client that I've had at the end of six months, they're like, I want more. Like they're like six months went by so fast. I feel like we're just now making the change. And now this is what's happening, right? Because again, we kind of overestimate how much we can make or do in six months. But then like once that six months comes, we're like, oh, I'm just getting started. Like I'm ready to really go. Like, because a lot of that first six months that I worked with my coach, I really had to just, I need emotional holding. And that's what I see with a lot of my clients as well. When you first work with a coach, it's like you don't recognize how much emotional holding you might need and some of those patterns in your business and all those things start to really come to a head and being reflected back to you. And then after that, it's more so like, okay, now that we've cleared some of this emotional stuff, we can actually get to the strategy pieces. We can actually get into the structure because I am such a big believer in that you have to clear some of this stuff, not saying that you need to be perfect or have be completely healed or any of that bullshit, but like there is some sense of like, you can't just say, just do it. You have to clear some of this and break some of it up at least in order to feel like you can confidently move forward with the strategy, right? Because again, then you're going to feel like your strategy is not going to feel good or it's not going to feel aligned if you're trying to push it. If you're trying to just be like, embody this just do it mentality, it's not going to actually, you're not going to be able to just do it, right? Um, So there's so much more that actually has to kind of be broken up a bit before you can kind of move forward with confidence. Um, And that's what I've seen in my experience. That is exactly what happened with me. And that's what happens with a lot of my clients as well. So that's kind of my perception coming from this. So what I felt that I did well was I worked with a coach and I only worked with one coach throughout the year. Can you guys believe that? I didn't invest in anything else. I did a post a little bit a while ago about how investing in one one-on-one coach actually saved me money because it absolutely did because I not only did it save me money, but it saved me so much time. Oh my God, the time it takes to like 
research other coaches or to see if a program's aligned or to continue to keep trying to find that support and like jumping from one program to the next, I was like, I'm just going to cut out all of this. (laughs) I love my one-on-one coach. I get a lot of value from her and like anything outside of that, I just do like books or podcasts or any other type of integration type pieces or value type pieces. And then, but mostly I have one big investment that I can continue to come back to that I feel very intimately held, right? So, and that's kind of the key there. Like I feel held, I feel good. I am paying for high level support, so I'm going to use it, right? And so, and I like that because it, it pushes me to ask for support because that's something I really struggle with. I'm very hyper independent and that's, kind of something that I've been trying to break this, you know, again, habits, hi. Um, I'm trying to break that this year and really invite more support and be able to welcome more support. And so what I found with like working with a one-on-one coach, it makes sure that I can't hide, that I can't just hide in the background and be like, uh, you know, maybe I'll ask for support. Maybe I won't, you know, it's actually asking me to be very engaged. It's asking me to be accountable. So I I say all this to give you some context of like, I found something that works for me and your containers or your investments may look different, right? But I found something that worked for me and I put some blinders on and I stuck to that. And what this did was that it created so much more clarity, so much more sense of just groundedness. And I didn't feel like I was floating or I was taking in too much information or I was, you know, kind of being overstimulated in the coaching world. This actually made sure that I was focused on this investment and made the most out of it. And I think that when we stick with one coach, it really makes all the difference because your focus is so streamlined, right? And if there's anything that we know about like, you know, how our brains work, it's that when you're confused, you don't take action, right? This is why I say confused people do not buy because they don't take action. And so if you're feeling overstimulated or you're getting too much information or things feel confusing and you have too many voices, like too many cooks in the kitchen, you're probably not going to be as inclined to take action, right? Not saying that it's not impossible to take action from that place, it just makes it a lot harder. And if there's anything that I am really focused on now is kind of cutting out some of that mental chatter. I want to make things so much simpler and easier. And that's kind of my goal for this next year, because you need to actually simplify to amplify. So something that's really interesting this past year, I did so many offers, I did so many things, and I was kind of up in the air with some stuff, right? But now I'm very clear about the offerings that I'm going to be giving, which honestly is not a whole lot different than what you guys have already seen, but, um, I'm focused on that and now I'm simplifying to amplify. And so I invite you as well, as you go throughout this process of thinking about your 2022 goals, really ask yourself, like, how can I make shit so freaking simple and just amplify it, right? So how can I make sure that things are streamlined, that they're easy, whatever, and then just do more of that, Instead of trying to constantly add more things in, like adding in multiple coaches or adding in a new program or reading all the things, like, you know, how can you release some of that mental clutter in order to really step into this 
expansion of your business, expansion of who you want to become. And that's something that's also a theme that I've been playing with a lot last year. And so now I'm really channeling that into this year is really asking myself, like, who do I want to be? Like, who am I becoming? And what do I need to release from this? And I really like this idea of becoming because there's room for growth. There's room for flexibility. There's room for, you know, it's not black and white. It's not like this is who I am or this is who I not am. It's like, no, who am I becoming? And what does that process start to look like? And getting clear on that and moving through that. And I really invite you and also my clients as well. I When we talk about this idea of becoming, because I think that this always comes up in coaching, right? We want to shed some of our old layers. I ask them like, what is the version of you that is going to really be an embodiment of how you're going to show up in this everyday life, right? How are you going to show up in your day-to-day as you are becoming this person? Because we have to practice. It doesn't just come to us. It's not one day we're this person and the next day we're our higher selves, this higher version of ourselves. It takes practice to understand who you are. And guess what? You have to practice embodying that version of yourself of who you're becoming. So that is kind of the generalized idea of what 2022 is looking like. So I have some big goals this year. And the word that I have for this year, I invite you to do a word as well. I don't know if you guys have heard this. I do vision boards and I do words. And my word this year is impact. And I love this because it releases a lot of the pressure of hitting a certain income goal or hitting like, or having how many ever clients. It's more so about how can I make sure that I am impacting people in a positive way on every platform that I have, on everything? Like, how can I just make sure that I am giving the most value that I want to give? and be able to let that be enough. So, and then trust, on the other hand, trust that the income and all those things are absolutely going to come when I kind of take on more of this embodiment, when I see my work through the lens of impact. So what is your word for 2022? I'm really curious. So some things to think about when you are like putting your goals on a sheet of paper or thinking about your word or anything like I really just invite you to put some blinders on this was a the 2021 was really a year where I had to learn how to put blinders on and let me tell you that shit is the fucking hardest but these spaces especially if you're a coach mentor entrepreneur business owner in the online space it's like shit is just fucking noisy (laughs) okay the internet is noisy and it is so easy to look at what everybody else is doing. And I think this comes back to, you know, releasing some of that mental chatter by putting those blinders on. At the end of the day, it really doesn't matter what people are doing. As long as if you don't feel good, right? If you're not like aligned with what you're doing, that's all that matters. And like, yes, we can absolutely pull inspiration from others. We can pull energy from others. We can, you know, kind of get 
some sort of hit of value from others. But ultimately, it is up to us to really tap into our own beliefs. It's up to us to tap into our own patterns, to see our own (laughs) traits, and be able to let your business work around that. Because I think this is where we get stuck in the pushing and the hustle and whatever like that because we're so focused on what everybody else is doing. And you've probably heard this a million times, but again, this is another reminder that in 2022, we're going to practice put on putting on blinders because that will ultimately help you. And I would invite you to do it in the smallest of ways. Uh, for example, just recently I was putting together a morning routine and I, I don't know about you guys, but I love YouTube and I love, um, looking at, (laughs) I love looking at morning routines and night routines and like lifestyle stuff on YouTube. That's something I really, really enjoy to watch. And it was one of those things that I was looking at like a lot of morning routines and everybody's like getting up, they're doing like um, hit workouts in the morning and like at, at 5 45 in the morning and like doing all these things. And I was just like, you know, that's just not me. <laughs> and that's okay. I think being able to discern, like not making this mean anything about you or like that you're lazy or not productive enough. Like, I think a couple years ago, I could have looked at that and been like, oh, like that's what I need to do to be successful. But what I know now is that It doesn't really matter what others are doing if it doesn't align with what's going to feel good for me, right? And so it doesn't really make sense for me to wake up at 5.45 in the morning. Could I do it? Absolutely. But like, it just doesn't really make sense. (laughs) My partner is not even up at that time, right? It just doesn't really make sense. I have no rush in starting my day, right? (laughs) And so, and I think that's, again, being able to identify like, where am I putting myself in a box? Where are you putting yourself in a box? Um, Thinking that you have to do X, Y, and Z to be successful or be seen as productive or to be as, as an authority in your industry or whatever it may be. I think it's important to just really tap into what is true for you. And so I kind of had to, just to close out this thought, was that I had to take a step back and being like, it doesn't really matter what everybody else is doing. What only matters is what's going to feel good for me. And I think that, yes, it does take a little bit more introspection. It does take a little bit more work, per se, to say, to really ask yourself, like, what do I need? What's going to feel nourishing? How am I going to hold myself accountable to make sure that I am showing up in this highest capacity, right? There's so many moments of just the invitation of introspection throughout this whole podcast episode. (laughs) So there's so much here, but ultimately, like as you were going throughout your goals, I would invite you to as well do this thing that I've been practicing lately, which is finding certainty in the uncertain. Because a lot of the times we will stop, I'll probably have to do a whole separate podcast episode about this one, but we often will be hyper-focused on things that may be uncertain. So for example, like my income goal, if I hit that or not, that's kind of uncertain. It's possible, but it's uncertain. And there is some aspects that it is out of my control, right? There's only so much I can control throughout that. However, what I can make sure and bring certainty to this uncertain goal 
what I can make sure is that I'm going to post every day, let's say, or I'm going to post consistently. I'm going to engage with people. I'm going to talk about this, my offerings, right? I'm going to show up consistently in a way that's going to feel pleasure-filled for me. And I'm going to find ways to infuse that pleasure and fun to make sure that I'm keeping my energy up, right? And so when we set these certain goals, which is like, I know that when I post, I'm going to feel good, right? I know that when I talk about my program, that more people are going to see it, right? That people are going to see it regardless, right? So kind of setting those that certainty in the uncertain will keep that energy up and keep you moving throughout this process, right? And that's something that I want to set an intention for myself as well. Um, and kind of moving through some of these pieces that when you start to feel resistance or when you're starting to feel like it's so hard and struggling, it's like, maybe that's a sign that you just don't have enough certainty in this kind of uncertain because a lot of things are uncertain. So it's up to us to kind of find those like hits of certainty to keep us going because that's how our brains fucking work. It's our brains are wired for survival and certainty. And so as much as you can kind of hack your brain in a way to make you think that your goals are certain, even when they're not, even when they're possible, but they're not guaranteed, right? Then it is more likely that those possible goals will start to be a reality. So I'm curious to know, I would love, love, love it. Like seriously, my DMs are open. I want to hear your new year goals. I would love to hear your words. I would love to see your vision boards. I would love, love, love it if you could get inside the Facebook group, the Bold Biz Bitches Playground and share, share with the group, be witnessed in it. I absolutely, like I said, I love the new year. So please come in and share and take up space and also be in community with more like-minded people like yourself. So all in all, I hope you enjoyed this episode and happy new year. I'm super excited to see what this new year has in store for you and for me. And I can't wait to be sharing with you at the end of the 2022 and sharing with you, hopefully that I hit all the goals that I wanted. <laughs> um, and even if not how I navigated that and how I held all of that. So thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast episode and we will chat next week. Mwah. Thank you so much for investing your time by listening to today's podcast and take an extra moment to celebrate yourself for prioritizing your pleasure and your business growth. If you found this episode helpful, I would be so honored if you could share a screenshot on your stories and tag me at Becca Jo Kavanaugh on Instagram and leave this podcast a rating and review so we can share all of this goodness with more women who deserve to have and hold it all. If you want to keep the party going, you can join the Bold Biz Bitches Facebook group for even more juice and free behind the scenes trainings. If you're ready to go to the next level, you can learn how to work with me inside my intimate one-on-one container or self-paced offerings with the links down in the show notes. Sending you all the good pleasure juices for the week, and I will talk to you next time. Mwah.